Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Rejoice Marriage Ministries. We're thrilled to have you here and we're thrilled that everybody found us tonight. We are in a new room upstairs because of a leak, but guess what? We can move anywhere they want us to move in the hotel and we will find it and everyone will find us, right? And we've got everybody here and we're just thrilled to have everybody here. Let us open up with prayer. We have new friends here tonight, new visitors, and uh, Stan has already brought two friends tonight, so I just pray that some more of you have brought in other people. And we want you to walk in faith and feel when you walk out of here, you know why you are standing. You know that God has given you an assignment. You know that you married for life. And we're not going to give up because of what your husband or wife has said or is doing or what we did wrong. You know what? We may have made a mess of our marriage. And, but you know what? God can put it all back together again. And we've got to believe in his mighty power. So let's pray and let's get started so we can worship the King of Kings. And then we're going to continue on as always. Lord, we just praise you for tonight. We thank you for this beautiful room and we just give you the praise and the glory. Lord, thank you for letting us get together. Thank you for all the people that are coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Lord, I pray that the new people that are here tonight will hear the message you have for them. Open their ears to hear the exact words, the exact scriptures that they need to hear. Lord God, it's not about me. It's not about my testimony. It's about what you can do in healing and restoring and resurrecting any hurting or dead marriage. And Lord, we are asking you tonight to just open our spiritual eyes and ears and heart. Oh, Lord, soften our heart. Take that anger, that bitterness, that hatred, that unforgiveness, and remove it in the name of Jesus. Lord, fill us up with your agape love. Oh, Lord, touch me, anoint me, speak through me. And Lord, may you use me tonight to bring glory and honor to you of speaking the word. The word is sharper than a double-edged sword. Lord, I pray tonight, hearts and lives that do not know you will surrender their heart and life to you, that they will say, I need to know the Lord Jesus Christ personally. I need to have the Holy Spirit guide and direct me each and every day. Oh, Lord, we want you to do many mighty things in this room, and tomorrow when it's replayed over and over for standers around the world to hear it forever. Oh, Lord, we just ask that you would make this night that you will, they will know when they walk out this door that they have been in the presence of the Lord and that they have been fed by you. Lord, guide and direct their steps, open their hearts and lives to believe that 
that marriages are not hopeless with the circumstances. Give them hope tonight, increase their faith, and may they totally trust you completely. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, we're going to open up in Psalm 121, and I'm just going to open up with this to get us started. And this is, then we're going to worship the Lord with two songs, and they're going to be Our God is Greater, and that is Our God is Greater regardless of your circumstances, regardless of what you're facing. I want you to know that it does not matter. It matters what God says. It matters not about your circumstances. And then we're going to sing 10,000 Reasons, and this is one of my favorites that we sing in many places, and you'll hear it, but there are people that may not have 10,000 reasons. I was, when I put this up and I was telling Lori about it, I was going to say to her, I can probably, you and I could probably give 10,000 excuses why we don't want to stand for our marriage. And we don't want this. We want to praise the Lord for 10,000 reasons of all that he is going to do in our hearts and our lives. He is going to be your husband and spouse for the season. Psalm 121 says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. That should encourage every one of us that we do, when we go to bed alone tonight, or if your spouse is out and they're not home yet, that you will not be discouraged or defeated, that you know the Lord is watching over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. This is what we have to get excited about, and we have to praise him and thank him for what he is going to be doing in our hearts and our lives. So let's stand up. Let's worship the King of Kings, and may you be blessed.
Your 
For those of you that don't know me, I'm Lori. I'm Bob and Charlene's daughter, and we're glad to have you, and I'm glad everybody found their way up to the new room that we're in just for this month only. Um, there's a lot of new people here, so let me extend my welcome to you as well. Um, those of you that are new, I wanted to let you know at the end of the night, we're going to have some refreshments, and we would like to take a couple minutes for you just to sit with my mom and to just have a couple minutes to speak with her. So in the back, there's a round table. At the end of the night, if you will just go back to that round table for a few minutes, and she'll have some one-on-one -on -one time with you guys, well, as a group, one-on-one -on -one as a group. <laughs> One-on-one -on -one in a kind of group setting um, back there. But anyhow, at the end of the night, if you can sneak back there, and um, she is going to do that. In front of you, you have got a yellow prayer sheet. So for those of you that are new, I wanted to make sure you knew about that. That is um, for a prayer request, or if you have any note or information you need to give to us, you can just put it on that yellow sheet. There's a basket on the back bookstore table, and you could slip it in that basket. And um, also in front of you is a prayer list, which we like to keep a prayer list so that we can be praying for each other in this group. And so some you will know and recognize the names as you start coming and and know people. And some you may not know them and they may have been here one time when they were visiting from Canada and they are on the prayer list for a few months now. So just be praying over those names that are on the prayer list. If you have a request that you would not like us to put on the prayer list, you can just put that on your yellow sheet and we will just pray for it internally. Um, as we do, we do our staff devotions every day and we go through the prayer list, which is quite long, but we pray for the requests that come in over the email and the requests that come in here. So we definitely take those seriously and pray for those. Um, it is June. I just don't know if anybody realized that today when they were writing it, but I can't believe it's June already. This year is flying by. Does anybody else feel that way? I read a quote today that said, the days are long, but the years are short. I was like, yes, that is so true. <laughs> the days are long, but the years are short. So um, do we have any June birthdays or anniversaries? June is like the month of weddings, so I know it's going to be busy. This Okay, we're going to start right to left. So here we go. Birthday or anniversary, tell us. You don't have to tell us your age if it's your birthday. We can tell us how many years if it's your anniversary. Uh, my birthday is uh, June 12th. June 12th, and what is your name? Gloria. I'll be 10 years. Gloria, Okay. Okay, Gloria's spiritual birthday also. Okay, and Gloria's new tonight, so make sure you get to know her. Okay. Jessica's anniversary, June 17th, eight years. Okay, anybody second row, third? Okay, yes. Birthday, June 18th. Okay, anybody else? Yes. Happy birthday. <laughs> Okay, congratulations. And Cheryl? 
Okay. And Cheryl has a restored marriage. She doesn't get to come every month, but Cheryl's got a restored marriage. How many years? Eighteen years restored. Okay. All right. Cheryl's been there, done that, and can sympathize with you, so talk to Cheryl tonight. Okay, in the way back. Okay, June 5th, nine years. Okay, the left side, you got to keep up. There's a lot of people sitting over here. Nobody on the left side? Okay. <laughs> Okay, how many years? Two years on the 21st, okay. Yes. June 3rd, and Kathy doesn't live here. Do you, Fort Myers. <laughs> Kathy traveled. We're glad you came over tonight. Okay, right behind Kathy. Happy birthday. Okay, Ingrid. June 19th. Ingrid also has a restored marriage. How many in here have a restored marriage? Raise your hand. Look around. So when you feel like it's not going to happen, it's everybody else, look at that. It happens. It happens. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. Um, so those of you that have a birthday or anniversary, we want to give you a gift. So at the end of the night, you can go to the bookstore table and pick a tape or I said a tape. Do you remember those? Oh stop. Charlene will want to bring those back. <laughs> it took us a solid five years to get her to stop saying tapes, <laughs> a CD or a book. If you have, if you want a tape, we probably have a box of those at the office we can give you, <laughs> um, but help yourself to a CD or a book at the bookstore table tonight. Um, I also wanted to just let you guys know about a book, Finding the Way Home. For those, some of you that have a restored marriage, your spouse may have read this, but my dad wrote this book, and it says on the front, a book not about prodigal spouses, but for prodigals. And we hear almost daily from people who say, my spouse wants to come home and is testing the waters. You've probably heard that phrase before, but they don't know how to. They don't know how to leave a relationship behind, or sometimes there's a child that's been born um, while they were away from home, and so they have ties to a new life, and they don't know how to leave that and come home. And so this is the book that my dad wrote for those prodigals. So if you ever come to that phase in your life where your spouse is saying, I want to, but... I can't or I don't know if they will read this book. It will be very helpful for them. But I just wanted to let you guys know about it um, that's back there. Now, in a group this size, we have to have some people that have a testimony to share. So I want to invite you, if you have a testimony, we're going to take a few minutes and um, just give you an opportunity to praise the Lord for what's been happening in your life. So if you have a testimony, I just want to invite you to come up here. You can just line up right here and we'll go through and see if there's anyone that wants to praise the Lord for what he's been doing. All right. Hi, everybody. Um, I have a testimony, but it's not for me. It's for somebody whom I invited to come to rejoice. I'm just going to keep it brief. Uh, so I am going to refer to him as Mr. J. Uh, I've had uh, spiritual warfare or attacks all last week because Saturday was supposed to be a day of miracle. Somebody out there, he is going to 
really benefit from this testimony. Mr. J is about uh, 80 years old and he's been married for over uh, 40 years, um, both to uh, his wife and uh, the other woman. And um, what? Uh, long story short, um, they uh, ended up, uh, him and his covenant wife ended up having uh, some problem and they uh, split um, because uh, neither one of them were with the Lord and sought the Lord. Um, and he was remarried to another woman for about 30 years. And the beautiful thing that actually happened is the wife, uh, the uh, non-covenant wife upon her deathbed repented and begged them to go back to his covenant wife. And he did so few years ago. Um, and right now the enemy, the, um, the Lord always has a reason why he puts you in the path of somebody. So on Saturday when I was talking to him, uh, he's saying that they are briefly separated and immediately of course I know that it's the enemy's trick to kind of like keep them apart. And I gave him the information with Rejoice Marriage Ministry and a phone number where he can have a group to support him in his journey. Uh, he was so grateful and I let him know that the Lord loves him and he's forgiven. And right now I tell him because of this great act of this other woman, I promise him that there were angels singing in heaven and she uh, was welcome home because she did the right thing. So, and the other miracle was that like uh, somebody I've been praying for all of a sudden called me in that same day and told me that they're gonna make, they're gonna go back to school. Yay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, my third mediation was scheduled for this Wednesday, June 3rd, and has been postponed another three months till September 10th. <laughs> my husband filed divorce May 13th of last year, and we're still not divorced. Good. Praise God. Right. <laughs> okay, anyone else? One more coming. If there's anyone else that wants to come, you can come line up. God is so amazing. Uh, there's a, uh, Charlene has uh, one of the scriptures. The, the guy gave Charlene 2 Timothy 25, 26. It was a big dud for me. I mean, it did nothing for me. It was like blah. Okay, and uh, the scripture is uh, the, the God will give repentance so that uh, they will acknowledge the, the truth and they will turn, they, they, they will turn and uh, go ahead. Twenty-five. Yeah, Second Timothy. Twenty-six. God will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and it will turn turn from the devil who had taken them captive to do his will. Anyway, God, he didn't he did not give me like a. a a new revelation of what it says, but he came over me. He, 
and to let me know that he's going to give my uh, wife, who is in a, a non-covenant marriage, to the acknowledging of the truth. So, I mean, when he came over me, I, I was just a, I mean, uh, it was very emotional. And then uh, the God gave, um, you know, God uh, is, uh, he really wants to encourage us, okay? Uh, he doesn't lie. He doesn't lie. And the devil just uh, wants to lie all the time. And we don't have to listen to that baloney, okay? Um, I mean, uh, so, so God... Uh, uh, Romans 8, 28, God will work all things together, all things, all the, the, the junk. Only God will take all that and he'll work it together for good. All we have to do is continue to lo love God and, and believe what he says. He's going to perform it. So anyway, I'm just excited. I mean, I mean there, there's, there's a lot of restored marriages in here. Uh, and, and all we have to do is allow God to do it. You know, we just have to believe. That's not really that hard. He, and uh, anyway, yeah. So I'm just excited for, not just for, for me, but for all, all of you. I mean, my God, there's going to be a lot of testimonies here, Charlene. Hello. Okay, so um, we've been seeing each other for the last two months. Riza, sorry, hi. Um, my heart's about to come out of my chest. I don't like public speaking. Um, <laughs> we've been seeing each other for the last two months, texting morning, night, day, all the time. So much love. It's out of control. Um, the last three days, it's completely died down. I haven't really heard from him. Um, God did send me, um, Charlene sent a devotional about, a de you know, Satan wanting to put a delay in your prayers being answered. God gave me a scripture, scripture about delay of prayer being, a uh, delay in prayers as well. So I know that there's something going on in the spiritual realm. We have to trust God sometimes. But um, the other day I was having an emotional breakdown. I was crying. I was like, God, am I ready? Like, what did I do wrong this time? What did I do wrong? And, you know, I asked God, am I ready? Am I ready? The voice inside of me quietly told me, yes, you're ready. I'm answering my prayer, your prayers. I, um, I didn't, you know, I asked God, please, God, just send me a confirmation. You know, like, I don't want to think that it's me going, you know, talking to myself. You know, it happens a lot. Trust me. Um, <laughs> so I was at work just randomly. Um, I was on Instagram. I never in my life click on Instagram. I have it for my business, but I was bored at work um, when I should have been working. And I clicked on a Nike video. And the video was, um, I wish my phone had, my phone has no battery. I wish I could play the video. It basically says, you know, when you get up in the mornings and that little voice inside of you tells you you're not ready, you better believe that you're ready. And you know, I finished. Find, find, you know, find the greatness in you. I'm Sandy. Uh, it's not about me. It's about a friend that I met two years ago. She came and moved into our area. She had two girls, and uh, she had left her husband because he had verbally, not verbally, but he had physically hit her. And uh, I talked to her, and I said, you know, you can pray for him. He could change. And she is. We had a farewell thing today. 
Uh, she is going back uh, to her husband, and she really believes he has changed and he's saved. He says he's saved, and she's not going to live with him until she gets married to him. And so I think she's really has come a long way. And so just pray for Cindy. She's leaving this week. Okay, any other testimonies before we move on? Are you coming my way, Cheryl? Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you about Cheryl. Cheryl is uh, a family friend that we've known for each other because we went to the same church. And I went to her granddaughter's graduation party on Saturday evening at the beach. And I have to tell you, I live at the beach, very close to the beach. And I can't tell you how many times a year I go to the beach. And I was, I was so blessed by going to the beach because I always say it, is so, it just reminds me of the power of God, that he is the creator. And if you ever doubt it, go to the beach, go to the mountains, go, look at, look, go out in your backyard and look at the flowers and the orchids. But um, we've known each other for so many years, and... They had, we had marriage problems close to the same time. In fact, we had an attack from the enemy at our church. And it literally, we were losing board members and everything to separation and divorce. And it was just a spiritual attack. And I could go into about the spiritual attack, but I'm not going to. A spiritual attack at a church explains it enough. But I was the one of the ones that I divorced my husband. Remember, I, I had the pastor say, you know, but God, but God. And he spoke to me in that same church two, three months later with a couple that had a restored marriage. And they spoke the truth, and they said, don't ever give up regardless of your circumstances. And then they listed out all that he did, and I realized that he was a womanizer, he was an alcoholic, he was taking drugs, and he was worse than Bob. And I thought, oh my gosh, he, and he was abusive, and uh, Bob was abusive. And I thought, oh my goodness. And she says, have you fasted and prayed? Have you never given up? That you'll never, never, never give up on your spouse. God told me that's what we have to do. God has not given up on them, and we should not give up on them. So anyway, afterwards, I started standing, and I started flipping my Bible and talking. And I just believe God could do anything, meaning healing the body, doing anything. And so, Chris, um, so Cheryl is one of the people at our church, at, at our church that we were going to back then, that have restored marriages. When I went that Saturday night, there were two that came to me, and they go, you know, we've got our marriage still restored. And I said, come Monday night and proclaim what the Lord has done because you cannot be silent. And I need you to get it so we can get it on a recording. And uh, so I got one out of two. I thought 50% is awesome <laughs> on short notice. And so Cheryl is going to share her testimony of what God did to her just because I was crazy enough to say what I was doing to others at church or at work or wherever you are. And I challenge you to listen 
Her story is going to be different than your story. But are you proclaiming, are you speaking the power of God and how God created marriage and he hates divorce? So we have, she's like, uh, she was the first one that God sent after Bob died. Nobody really knew. And she was the very first one that the Lord had her come over to my house after Bob died the very next day. And I said, of all people that would come over to minister to me, it was the Holy Spirit. It was the Lord. It was her. So she's very special. She came tonight, remarried 18 years. So needless to say, we, Bob and I were remarried 23 years. But we believe in marriage restoration, and we hope that this will bless you. I have no idea what she's going to say, but I. I. <laughs> <laughs> this is Cheryl. Hi, you guys, and um, I'm not in the thrust of it now, and I have a whole lot of respect for you all that are just beginning standing. It's uh, very difficult to make that choice. The great thing is God is using uh, Lori and Charlene to lead the way and guide you. And uh, Charlene, I uh, thank you for way back in the day when uh, you stood up and you stood for your marriage, uh, you and Bob, and you fought for it. And you know, all those, we used to sing battle songs in the first little room we were in. I mean, seriously, we had battle songs that we sung and um, and you know right then and there I knew it wasn't a normal thing you know all my life I've been you know I've been sold out to God and it's like why is all this happening to me you know what is the purpose in it and you know of course Charlene taught me uh, God does have a purpose and um, and the more you go through it the more per pers pers perseverance he gives you and um, and really soon after I started going to her group I, uh, I had experienced this tremendous amount of fear, and then I realized the opposite of fear is faith. And um, I can't begin to tell you how God has grown me since that first day going to your meeting. And um, you know what? Um, another reason I am here is because not only has God restored my marriage, it wasn't easy coming, for, I'm sure, for my husband to come back uh, anyone that's in here that has been the uh, person that was in the far country, you have a lot of courage to come back and start over with your wife. I salute you or your husband. I salute you. It isn't an easy road, and God knows no one is perfect. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't just happen. You know, God, well, of course, suddenly things happen. I can't, uh, can't not say that, Charlene, but God is amazing the way that he has uh, brought our lives back together. And shortly after I started standing for my marriage, um, I was in a uh, six-car collision in 95 and um, went to the hospital. I had a lump on my neck, and God uh, showed the doctor that I had lymphoma. I had, a, uh, had to have a biopsy, and and uh, the biopsy was uh, malignant. I had to go to three different doctors, and um, and I just to make sure for my own well-being, I wanted to make sure I had the right person to, as they said, manage my cancer. And it was stage four, and it was in my blood, my bone marrow, and in my pelvis. And I thought, um, wow, I'm really not only is my marriage being attacked. But my body's being attacked, and then my children were like in a whole other world. As you all that have children know, it's, it doesn't just affect the uh, husband and wife, it affects your child. 
and uh, God was really uh, persistent with me. Um, uh, right after I was diagnosed, my mother died within a three-month period. The divorce was final. My mother died of a heart attack and very quickly, just automatically, it seemed like right after. And then, um, and then I had to move three times. It was a real challenge, but God is amazing. He brought me through that, and then my husband returned home. He had been having an affair for a very long time. <laughs> with a friend of mine and his boss's wife. That was really interesting. So not only did he lose his family, he lost his job, of course, and, um, and then they left town together. And, um, and, but all I learned from all of that is Satan is alive and he does attack. And you have to stay diligent. You have to stay in the word. You have to, you have to really fight the battle. And, and most of it's done on your knees. You, you can't just... A, you know, you just can't say a little prayer and say, uh, you know, hopefully it'll happen. You got to believe it. And, and God is real. God is alive. He is alive and, and working. But you have to be persistent. You have to stay faithful and, uh, and go to church. And, and the big deal is if you can't get to church, try and, and get a group, like a little community of people uh, and thank God you're here tonight, but make friends here and, and lift each other up and, and, um, and praise and worship. I thought that was something new when I heard it from Charlene, but it is true. You do need to praise God in the beginning. You have to uh, give him thanks and praise in, in, in every way. Just acknowledge him, and, and it is true. He will direct your paths. I love you guys, and I'll be praying for you. Cheryl just made mention. Oh, are you going to interrupt me? <laughs> Go. What do you want to say? Tell them how we got home. You want to say how you got home? How we came home? Oh, I can't remember. Tell me. <laughs> Eighteen years was a long time oh, ago. Oh yeah, we prayed him home. That's yeah. right. <laughs> That's awesome. All I know now is that he is home. He, um, he is closer to God. Um, my, I have two wonderful daughters that have come through it all, and they love their father. And, and uh, you know, the past is the past, and, and their grandchildren are awesome. And uh, they love their grandfather. In fact, I doubt if they even know what happened. You know, one day when they get a little older, we may tell them only so they can be aware of if they have a relationship, how the devil can come in and attack you. But you know what? I just, uh, being at Kara's graduation the other night, Friday night, um, I, it just, I just got flooded like I do sometimes and, and just sat there and thought, God not only healed my body so I could be here and Lori's a friend of one of my daughters, a close friend. And, but I, I could be here to celebrate my granddaughter. Praise the Lord. <laughs> they, she not only had her marriage restored, but she had her body healed of stage four cancer. And that is God's miracle. Yes, it, is it is a miracle. Yes. And she said, I had to come tonight for nothing else that I'm alive. And that's what you've got to understand. God is a God of miracles yes. in all ways. And we've got to believe that. And you know what the neat part is? She doesn't remember how he came home. You know what? That is the most awesome part. The past is in the past. And you are not going to think about how he came home and what they did and what they didn't do. 
it's gone. It is thrown in the sea of forgetfulness. We praise the Lord. We don't go back and discuss all that junk of the past. That is where you have literally deleted it from our mind. And he is a new creature in Christ. And that's it. He's home. His daughters love him. And they were at the altar with me saying, he is never going to come home. And we don't want him home. And they fought with me. And they used to argue with me, quit having mother come over and see you. And then those two daughters, Lori's very close friends, changed. And they, both of them, one worked for me at the other office, cardiology associates. But they saw the power of God come into their own and hearts and lives. So and, that's, and they both are really close to the Lord. That's why Lori and the rest of your family's here. Right. So this is why I wanted her to come. Because I want you to believe it's not just a one-year restoration. It is for life. And it's for generations to come. Believe that. This is living proof. Her granddaughter doesn't know about it. I know Bob told his granddaughters when they were little, and I remember he, when he told uh, Allison, they, they kept coming, Grandma, that can't be true. And, and they go, yeah, it is. And that was before Bob died four and a half years ago. They could not even believe what our ministry was about and understand it. So I want you to understand, when I saw her at the beach, I said, if she could come and share the vision for what you have for the future, you should never give up. That's right. God's timing. Don't ask her tonight how long or how many years. She's not going to tell you. It doesn't matter. It matters he came home. And God, and brought, he, him home. And God, brought, God him. brought him home. Amen. That's right. Thanks, Cheryl. <laughs> the days are long, but the years are short. And Cheryl can say that. And you guys can probably say that also. I know the days feel long right now. Cheryl made mention of the battle songs, which back in the day, they used to meet at a church, and Eddie would play the keyboard for them, and they would sing battle songs. And um, we, my mom and I and Tim, a whole bunch of us actually got to go see a movie premiere I don't think she's even talked about this yet, but we got to go see a movie premiere for a Christian movie that's coming out. I feel like it's in the fall. Yeah, I remember the name, but August. It's coming out in August. It's called The War Zone. And Tony Evans and Priscilla Schreier and his family are involved in it. And go see that movie because it's, it's fake. I mean, it's, it's written by a person sitting in a room. But there's so many powerful truths in that movie. And... It's talking about just like when people go to battle, they don't just go in blindly. They have a plan. And they don't just wake up and say, what are we going to do today when they're in battle? Has anybody in here served in the military? Okay, well, I'm sure. Okay, up front, we have two. Thank you for your service, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure we have relatives. All of us have relatives or friends that have served. And they don't just go into battle without a plan and that's what we have to be doing in our prayer life we have to have a plan and we are battling the enemy we are not 
just to leave it all in God's hands and, and to just do nothing and have no involvement in it. You are to pray and to battle and to stand. And that's what you're doing right now. You're fighting and you're standing and you are in battle. So anyhow, go see that movie. That's my little plug for the movie that Cheryl reminded me of because it's, it's awesome. And I won't tell you the end of the story, but it's about a marriage and it's good. <laughs> so anyhow, we're going to, um, do you want to, Okay, she's, she's just antsy to come up here. It's, she's got something burning on her really good, I guess. We're going to do one more song, and um, the song is called We Believe. So, do you, do you believe? I, yesterday we happened to sing this song at church, and then last night I was watching a Christian awards show, and it won, like, Song of the Year or something, and I was like, hmm, it's got a lot of truth in it. So, if you believe, stand up and let's sing this. <laughs> In this time of desperation When all we know is doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe We believe We believe in God the Father we believe in Jesus Christ we believe in the Holy Spirit and he's given us new life we believe in the crucifixion we believe that he conquered death we believe in the resurrection and he's coming back again we believe so let our faith be more than anthems Greater than the songs we sing And in our weakness and temptations We believe
Oh, Lord, we just praise you. We thank you for tonight. Lord, we ask that you would just move in our hearts and our lives right this very minute. Lord, we thank you for this song. We thank you that is the powerful truth of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray that we have many, many people here tonight. And I pray many new people. And I pray that if anyone does not know the Lord Jesus Christ, just by the music that we have sung, that they want to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that they will pray tonight, right tonight, or come to me or to Lori and pray and ask the Holy Lord to come into their hearts and lives and the Holy Spirit will be with them 24 hours a day guiding and directing their pathways. Lord, if there's anyone that does not know the Lord tonight, may you knock on their heart's door and say, let me in, let me in, come, let me come in. Ask, may you ask for forgiveness of all your sins, and he will forgive you of every one of them and delete them. And Lord, we just ask that tonight would be a night of salvation to come to this room and to their, these people's hearts and lives who are crying out due to all their circumstances. I know there are many men and women in this room that have come to know the Lord Jesus Christ due to their marriage problems. And if that is how we come to know the Lord, then the Lord has already blessed us abundantly, mightily. I know I am not the same believer that I was prior to having Bob walk out and having affairs. I know that when I had that anger, bitterness, hatred to the point of separation and divorce, but when the Lord touched me and broke me, the brokenness changed my heart and life, seeking the Lord in a new, more personal relationship with my Lord Jesus Christ. And I've never been the same, and I never want to be the same like I was. Lord, I pray you would touch all of us and say, will I make that commitment to be on fire for the Lord? Will I make that commitment to not just spend five or ten minutes reading the word and praying, and that's all I've got for the day? But may we be serious to have a personal relationship with him. May we talk to the Lord throughout all day long, asking questions and whatever. But may we speak to him seven days a week, all 24 hours a day. Lord, may we develop a personal relationship. And may you change our lives tonight and forever. And we will just give you the praise and the glory of what you're going to do right now, Lord. Lord, I know that many people have been touched by the music. Now open their ears and soften that hardened heart. And may they be not anybody that's battling doubt and unbelief. Lord, I just pray you will just remove it or fear of the unknown, unbelief, doubt. Lord, I pray for these people that are battling it. I pray the ones who are just about ready to give up again and say, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Lord, may you touch the ones that are doubting and are fearful that they may never come home. May you touch them and may you speak to them tonight. May you speak to them tomorrow and the next day to say, trust me, trust me. I created marriage. I created the heavens and the earth. I created you and your spouse and I can handle this problem. Trust me. 
and just surrender your heart and life to me. I surrender all, and we'll just give you the praise and the glory. Bless this teaching. May you be the teacher, and may you anoint it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Wow. I just want to make sure everybody knows the Lord because that's the first step in marriage restoration is that you must know the Lord Jesus Christ to start the battle and to fight the fight. We need to ask Jesus Christ to come in our hearts and lives and change me first. You must be changed first before your spouse. That's the most important is that we don't want to look at all the bad about them and list all the bad about them or all of that. We need to say, Lord, I want you to change me first because look at what I did. And see, I did not have that problem. Those ones, all the ones that know me, and there's a lot of new people here tonight that don't know my story maybe. But the point was I became so angry. I became so bitter. I became so hard-hearted that I didn't see that God could change and touch and change my circumstances. I didn't believe. I did not believe. I believed I was going to church. I believed that, that Jesus Christ died on the cross, but I believed he had no power to touch and change our family circumstances. How crazy, how crazy can that be? That we do not believe that our husband or wife can be delivered or set free from the bondages of sin. How they cannot be set free from adultery or pornography. From your children that may be in drugs or alcohol. How can we not believe that God can go and set us free and then your spouse free? And then your teenagers free, or your young adults free, or pray for your mar or your children are older, like Cheryl and I, that they have children now, and we pray for their marriage as we pray for the children. May we never doubt the power of God. But that's what the enemy is trying for us to do, is that doubting that God is not great enough, but Satan can destroy the marriage, and we have to give up. We have got to come to know who we are in Christ. Know the word of God, just like Coney said. That 2 Timothy 2, 22 to 25, 20, 2 Timothy 2, 25 and 26 was blah to him. Well, it lit up my fire. It lit up my wood. And because, you know what? Everybody told me Bob had his free will. If I didn't hear that in church, one time, I heard it a hundred times. And, they, and I say, and they would say, now I'm not going to pray you, only God's will be done. I said, great, that's what I want. I want you to pray for God's perfect will be done because I know that's what he'll want. He wants the covenant marriages restored and that when I got married, that he's planning another wedding. That's okay. That's okay. God is greater. God is greater. And we've got to remember that we do, we're not, we're not, we're not giving up. We're going to stand. Would you give up on your children? Would you give up on your grandchildren? But we'll give up on our spouses. That just blows my mind because that's where I, what I did. I did it. I did it. Never thinking that I'd be here. Never thinking that. Believe me, I've never thought it. But it says in 2 Timothy, 
Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels and the Lord's servant must not quarrel. That's a hint for me that to tell me to zip my lips, not to go and harass my husband and read the Bible and hit it over the head with the Bible, that he was a believer, he was called into ministry, he knew right from wrong, but the devil blinded him and deceived him. He deceived Eve. Could he not deceive us? Of course he can. He could deceive my husband. But the Lord had to reveal to me I was deceived because I divorced him. I, it doesn't matter what other people tell you. It matters what God's word says, and you know it. And then it also matters what God is speaking to you. And yes, he spoke to me, and I rejected God's mercy and God's grace for my husband. I didn't want him to have mercy and grace. I want him to be punished. Now I know you never thought that. <laughs> Do you want to get even with him, God? Go show him, you know. Please, pray for blessings and not for cursing on your spouse. We're one flesh, remember that. So we want to be blessed and we want blessings on them. And it says, so be kind to everyone, able to teach. Does that understand? You might be teaching to share with other people. We need to share the truth. And those who impose him, he must gently instruct in hope that God will grant them repentance. Hallelujah, that was my word, repentance. Leading them to the knowledge of the truth. Dear Stander, you need to get verse 25. You need to understand we need to pray and we need to understand that we want God to go speak to them and lead them to the wisdom, to the knowledge, to the insight, to the discernment of God's truth. God, the truth will set your spouse free. In the name of Jesus. It says that. And it says that they will come to the knowledge of the truth. And that was one of the key words that I said, Lord, I can't speak to Bob anymore. He didn't want to hear me. And really, they closed their ears and they closed their eyes. And the devil's not, the devil's closed their ears and eyes to hear your spouse, to hear you speak to them. You have to pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to them and speaks to them like they did, like God spoke to Luz when she was in her second marriage. God spoke to her. It wasn't anybody else, but her mother and her family were praying for her. God spoke to her and told her the truth and said, go home. She obeyed. That's another word you need to pray, that your spouse will be obedient to Holy Spirit's voice. Because God has a plan and a purpose for your life that is so important. You have no idea what you're going to do in the future, what your spouse is going to do, or, what your, or who your children might be in the future. That is the key. The key is it's not about me. It's about my generations and the future generations. It's about what God is going to do. 
in your hearts, in your spouse's heart and life, and then in future generations. If you can get past just about me and my marriage and us having our life happy and back together again, if we can get the vision to understand that it is about your children and your grandchildren and future generations, then you know what? That it's, it's going to work. It's going to be okay because it says, and that they will come to their senses. Do you remember? I don't know if you read, ever read Luke 15, but if you haven't read Luke 15, read it tonight because that was what God spoke to me about. He said, you know what, Charlene? I want you to be the father who stood and prayed for the prodigal son to come to their senses. Well, then when I saw this scripture, when God gave it to me, he said that he will come to his senses. I knew that was Luke 15. What do we want our spouses to do? Come to their senses and, and come to, they have a seared conscience right now. And you look up, seared conscience, and you will look in gateway, in Bible gateway, and you will find out that there is words about seared conscience, about your mind being blinded and deceived. You've got to understand your spouse has got a seared conscience right now to not know the truth. If they knew the truth, they will be coming back home to you. They will start moving closer to you. And I've got to read, this is the most perfect time to read this. Well, let me finish this scripture and then I'm going to read a testimony that we got this morning. I said, Lord, thank you. Perfect timing. And that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil. And that was what the Lord showed me. It's not, I thought Bob went crazy and that Bob was just living in sin. But he was, a, Satan came and had, we had a foothold and we had holes in our marriage. We had, we didn't have our, we did not put on the armor of God. We did not put on the blood of Jesus, hedge of protection, wall of fire around us. We didn't do that. We went to church, but we did not do that. And I know I'm going to ask you, because I always do, because I ask everybody that I meet with, have, are you doing it? Because if you aren't, and you know what some people will say, sometimes, well, it's not a sometimes day. I would not want to be in a car accident like Cheryl was and not have the hedge protection a wall of fire around me and the blood of Jesus over me and the armor of God. Protect me. Remember what a sol armor the Roman soldier looks like. Remember. And you will be protected. You know, you, there are people killed in car accidents. She's lucky she's alive. God ordained and allowed it. He allowed it to happen for her to be found that she had cancer or she would have never known. It was stage four already. God rescued her, and he had a plan and a purpose far greater than she could ever begin to imagine. I want you to understand, we have to believe that, that the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy our marriages. It's not how bad your spouse is, who has taken them captive to do whose will? His will. See, you know what? I, under, I think we forget that every day. We think it's them. They're doing their will, that they knew what they were doing, where they would come to their senses and they would come home right now. Tomorrow, why would they not come home? They were Bible teachers. They were, they were um, leaders of worship. Why would they not come home? 
because they're blinded, deceived, and they have a seared conscience right now. They're, they're blinded. They're deaf to the, hear the truth. The only one that can open their eyes and, and open their ears and soften their heart is the Holy Spirit. And that's why you must pray. Did you see what Cheryl said? I'm not talking about five minutes. I said, oh, Lord, thank you. She said it. Because I, I, I try to say it every day in a devotional one way or another, but, you know, I don't know if you're all listening. But it's not what I say, but the Lord said, and right before uh, when he was in uh, Garden of Gethsemane, do you remember that? What did he say to his dear three best friends? Can you not pray for an hour? Can you not? Now, I want to tell you, that's a challenge. But if you read your Bible, and if you open it up, and you want to read it, and then you want to pray some scriptures with your spouse's name in it, and then you go on and you maybe get your prayer list that's here, and just pray five or six, seven names a day, or you could go to our chapel page and see Paige, who used to be here in our Jupiter group, in our Port St. Lucie group, who was here faithfully. And she's battling cancer right now. And she's on her chapel page with my daughter-in-law's cousin, who's 17, who's battling a brain tumor. And there are probably maybe 30, 40, 50 other people that are ill, that when they get sick, they put them on the chapel page. What if we went there one day a week and just prayed for a few people what if we went every day and just prayed for five people? Can you imagine what God could do? What about if we go to the court page and have our, our marriages delayed and the divorces delayed, 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 canceled? Praise the Lord. We need to get serious about standing. We have to fight the fight in the prayer closet. That's what war zone is all about. I sobbed the whole time. I guess I sobbed louder than I thought because my grandkids said you were really embarrassing. But I mean, I did not know I was sobbing that loud. But I, it was literally, it, it was just, I wanted everybody, I wanted the movie out the next day and I was going to tell everybody around the world to go see it. Because if you don't know what standing and fighting and praying for something you go watch this movie because it taught it so well. And the story has a good storyline to it. But I'm praying and I'm pleading with all of you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. It's not for destruction. It is God to do and move miracles in your heart and your life. And you have to fight for it because the enemy does not want you to have that blessing. He does not want restoration of marriages because God created marriage and Satan wants to destroy it. He's doing a good job, is he not? He has been doing it for a while. In fact, the last 25 years or 30 years, I would say he's been doing very well in our churches. And we have got to stand up and say, no more. No more. So it says, an escape from the trap of the devil is taken captive to his will. God has a plan and a purpose. And let me just give you a, a praise report early this week instead of at the end. Praise the Lord, for he is faithful. And this is from a man. Men, 
I know I've got many men here tonight. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, for he is faithful. During the voice, I cried out to God. He called me to stand, be faithful to him, and he would bring my wife and I back together again at some future date. Now, a number, number of years later, I've received messages to contact my wife. She had started to come again to service, the church service, and today she sat down near me. I approached her. She made eye contact with me. And I asked if I could sit next to her. She said, yes. Hallelujah. In the few minutes before the service started, we carried on a very warm and informative conversation. We shared items in our lives that the other did not know. My most frequent prayer had been answered today. I shared Holy Communion with my wife and then worshiped God and sang praises to him while we were next to each other in church. After the service was over, we shared our plans for this coming fall to attend Bible Study Fellowship. My wife had gotten me started in BSF some years ago. My prayers are being answered. Our reconciliation is starting. Praise the Lord. Bob wrote the saved seat. And in the back of the saved seat book, he wrote it based on similar to like Calvary Chapel Church where that there's so many seats there. And he, we have printed out seat saved so that when you go to church every week, you would put this little, little um, it's a manila card and so when you are going to sit there, I, and when I go to church, I sit, put my purse, I put my sweater, and then I put a bulletin to save the seat for my son and his wife and his, his, his daughter. And I, I just thought of it now with Bob in the saved seat. He put, you would just put the saved seat. So when you would expect someday when you go to church, that your husband or wife would come in and all of a sudden sit next to you. Now, all, some of us who go to church regularly, we cannot imagine them coming to church again because they said they will never, never come back to the church where they left or, or walked out living in sin. Is that not true, Cheryl? You know that. And Cheryl's husband said the same thing as my husband said. And you know what? They come back to that church. They come back, and the Holy Spirit takes those people that you think they said they'll never, that he's never coming home. As soon as he walked in the door, every one of the men started running to him, lugging him, and, and the little older ladies, which I happen to describe that me now, is that they would run up, they ran up to him and they go, I've been praying for you every day. I never stop praying for you. And you know what? Those little ladies are the ones that prayed through for my husband to walk in that church again. Because when I said to him, where are we going to go to church this Sunday? Because he says, I'm not going back there. I said, the kids and I'll go wherever you want to go. He goes, you know, let's just go back there. I might as well face the people sooner or later. And he did. He did. So never, never let any circumstance, don't listen to the words of what your husband or wife are saying. Believe in what the Lord is saying and doing and trust him to work out every single detail. Just like 
just like somebody coming to church and you never expected it. Jeremiah 29, 11. I'm going to, going to start my teaching. This was all freebie. I thought I'd just throw it in. God has a plan for restoration of your marriage. That is the title of my teaching. God has a plan for restoration of your marriage. Now, there are many people in this room that has their spouse home. There are many couples right in this church, in, this, in here, that are working on their marriage. I can't think of a better place to come in. That they're working on their marriage and they're striving to get it to be all that God wants it to be because they were having marriage problems. And we want you to feel loved and, and in the right place because, you know what, we want us want to not have separation ever happen. The best place they can come is right here to say, we believe that regardless of your circumstances, even with arguing and fighting at home, that God can take and restore and build that love back up again. And we can work on our marriage before separation and before the children have to go through the trauma. We can work on our marriage and have it to be all that God wants it to be. So we praise the Lord for couples. Then we have couples that get their marriage restored, and then they come back, and they come back here. Like Luz and Fabian have been coming back for uh, three, four years, four and a half years, almost five in November, right? Praise the Lord. And Luz and Fabian come. They just love us so much. They just come uh, regularly to encourage others and to pray with them. Most of all, we don't need to talk about it, we need them to pray with them because they need, we need you to increase your faith. But Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Right now, you may be in the trauma stage where you're sobbing, you're crying, you're depressed, you're discouraged, you feel hopeless. I want you to know that, that it says here, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. He, God is allowed this to turn your marriage around to be all that God wants it to be better for the future. My marriage, our marriage was up and down like a yo-yo for 20 years. We had marriage problems the first year of our marriage. I, want, I went home to my parents and said, I've never seen anybody get mad and throw things. And, and so that sort of scared me. And so my mother and father were very, knew the word and said very quickly, you made a covenant and you're married for life, Charlene. You know, for better, for worse, sickness and health till death do us part. Do you remember that part? You need to pray and ask God to help you through this. There's something going on, but God's going to help you through every bit of it. And, well, little did I know the true, most true statements that they said. And they never came and kept asking me, how is, you, how is your marriage now? How are you doing? They didn't ask. They belie I believe they prayed, but they just trusted me and God to pray for Bob and work it out. So it doesn't matter how long you've been married. It matters that you're married and that God said, and you, you did... You have two personalities that you didn't realize at that time that what they were going to be like. You know, we when we date, we date, we are on our best behavior. And then we go down the, the aisle 
And all of a sudden, we see someone else. And we say, you know, what is happening? God is now taking off the mask or the shades that you had when you were in Twala land of, of honeymoon and, and so much in love to who your husband and who you really are 24 hours a day. And now we have to say, okay, Lord, change me to be, have a husband and make me be able to not be so selfish that I want the toothpaste, not put the cap back on and all these things. You know, that's the beginning of marriage, is it not? Yes, we went there. We got, we got to remember. Plans to harm, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. The Lord is asking you to surrender your heart and your life tonight. Will you seek me and find me? You will seek me with all your heart. Graduation Friday night was Allison's graduation. And as I sat there and looked at these over 200 students, all in their caps and gowns, and this has been a graduation weekend in Pompano Beach and Fort Lauderdale. We have had many high schools having their graduations. Our secretary, her son, graduated last night at another high school. So we have got to understand that when our kids grow up and when they go into school, they went in at four years old and they didn't know hardly anything. But they go into four years old and then they go into first grade and third grade and then they get in fifth grade and then they go to middle school and then sixth, seventh and eighth and then they go to high school. And you may know this, you may have, what age is your children? Ninth grade, 10th grade. I have eight grandchildren. I have five teenagers. And Allison is the first one to graduate and the first one to go to college. And we're all so excited. And you know, when we see them leave and go for their schooling, they had speakers and they challenged them so well. And they encouraged them to go, go for the, reach your goals, go, what do you want to become? You may not know at 18, but at 20 or 22, you may know and you'll get guided with counselors. So I want you to understand that I want you today to know that God has a plan and a purpose. He, Allison doesn't, came over to my house today. She goes, Grandma, I really don't even know what I for sure want to do. And I said, you're not supposed to. But God does. God has a plan and a purpose for you, Allison, that you don't even know. And I said, that's what happened to me. Who would think I would be doing this now for the last 25 years? So I want you to now, every one of you, to say, Lord, I don't know the plan and purpose for my marriage right this second, but I want you to speak to me. I want you to guide me and direct me. So I want you to know that the first step, as I said earlier, is we need God's wisdom. We need his plan. And I'm going to ask you tonight, every one of those kids starting at four years old did not have a choice whether they went to school or not. They had to go to school. You told them to get up. I don't care if you're sick today or not. I don't care if you got a sore throat because they're probably faking it, half of it. And you are saying, you got to go to school. I got teachers in here and they know what they talk about. And I want you to know that the children, when they go to school, 
They may not be very wanting to listen to them, especially at 8 o'clock in the morning or at 2 o'clock in the afternoon when they're hungry and tired and ready to call it quits. But they have a teacher and they have classes, they have subjects, they have homework, and they have to study. And they learn. And then they have to take tests. And they learn if they passed and did the test. I believe the Lord is asking us, are you teachable? Are you willing to learn about the Lord? Are you willing to read my word that I had people write as a love letter? Are you teachable? Or are you going to say, I'm going to read a devotional, I'm going to pray for five minutes, ten minutes, but I don't want, I don't want to fight for my marriage. I don't want to go to war. I don't want to pray an hour or even a half hour. Are you teachable? Are, what are your conditions that you have put for marriage restoration? They got to come home this year, or if not, I'm not going to wait. What, is your, what are you doing with your conditions? Now, I know there's many of you that have made conditions and have a list. Well, God did not have a list for me when I talked about crying out to God to forgive me of my sins. He took me just as I am. And if anybody is going to ask Jesus Christ to come in their heart and life tonight, he'll take you just as you are today. And if you were the one that caused the problems or if you were part of the problem, we all were part of the problem, believe me. If you haven't learned that you're part of the problem, ask God to reveal what you did wrong because he will reveal it to you when you ask and when you're ready to say, Lord, cleanse me of my sins. Create in me a pure heart. So I want to take you and show you some scriptures. And I want you to not allow the enemy to say you're too busy to read the word. I don't want you to let the enemy say, I don't have time. I, I am too tired tonight to read the Bible or to pray. I am saying we have got to pick up the Bible, go back in your concordance, and look up a subject on marriage. Look up the subject on love. Look up the subject on obedience. Look up the subject on plan. God has a plan. And you will then be able to have received more insight. And the Lord will open your eyes to your God's truth in the word. Don't just read it. Sometimes if you just read it, you're not letting it sink in in a chapter. Maybe you need to study. Read the chapter, read a psalm, and then study a subject topically. Be creative in how you study. That's what BSF is. They do it systematically. They have a book every year, and that's what they're going to study. You fill in the blanks, and you do it. However they did it, they filled in the blanks, probably on computer now. But anyway, I'm just talking about the beginning years ago. But I'm telling you, we need, you can do Bible studies in all different subjects with all different authors. Just go to the Christian bookstore. Just go to the bookstore on the computer. You don't have to go anywhere. Nowadays, you can just shop at home. Just go on the computer. But I want you to become a student of God's word. 
That's my challenge for you tonight. I looked at all those students who are going to college, and they are got a plan and a purpose, and they have goals, and they have dreams, and they have a vision. Where is your goal and your vision for your marriage to be restored? Don't give up on it. I don't care what your spouse is saying and doing. I don't care what they are saying and doing right now. You've got to say, Lord, what do you say? What does your word say? How am I to love them? Go to 1 Corinthians 13 and pray that every single night with you and your name in it and your spouse's name in it. Every night. Okay, five nights a week. I'll give you the weekend off. Or take the weekend and, and just do it three nights of the weekdays. I feel like I'm having to, to compromise that God's saying, squeeze me in. Can you just get me in to pray a few scriptures with my spouse's name in it? You know why? Because God's word never returns void. Never returns void. Bob, I prayed 1 Corinthians 13. No, I didn't do it every single day. I'm human. I was sobbing and crying up till 2 o'clock in the morning, thinking he's never coming home because I didn't know anything. And you do know things. You, you see these marriages. You see and hear these CDs and tapes. You see the, that you had somebody come that God just put in my right on a Saturday night at the beach, and all of a sudden the Lord says, ask her to come Monday night to give her testimony. Wow, I didn't even think of that, Lord. That's a good idea. But 18 years, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about our marriage to be restored for life. And it says love is patient. So I put in Bob and Charlene are patient. Bob and Charlene are kind. We will not envy. We will not boast. If your children have marriage problems, put your children's names in there. If you have, uh, if you have problems with your boss or your... your uh, staff or anybody put anybody's name in there because we want love do we not want all of us to love each other do we all want to have each other be patient be kind not envy not boast not be proud not be rude not be self-seeking not be easily angered keeps no record of wrongs could you push the delete button on your list please tonight because love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Now, i got to tell you a story. The phone rings at 6 o'clock tonight, and I'm ready to walk out the door. And it was my sister-in-law that I was there at, at uh, Allison's party yesterday afternoon. Now, i got to tell you, my family's a little strange, but you know that already. But my brother was there. Now, he left our family when he had his second marriage, and then he had a third marriage, and then he lived with people. So I'm praying for his salvation, but we have, I have prayed him back into the family. And my sister-in-law, he brought and brought my nephew and said, here, you have the family, you know, I'm leaving. And so I had both he and his first wife at our table with the whole big family, and it was so neat, and they were talking back and forth about different things. Now, he has other children, okay? But I'm still praying for marriage restoration. See, he knows it, because I've been bringing those books and CDs to him, and now, now, after about 25 years, uh, I've stopped. I decided, 
It's the Holy Spirit's business. It's not my business. It's his business. When they, you know, Jerry doesn't want him home. So I, I have to pray for her to get a softened heart. So she, I, she, I, I don't preach to her because she's my family. And I say, Lord, they don't want to hear it from me. You came tonight, so I get to do it. But I want you to understand that you've got to open the door to people that you love and you care about. Do you care about your family members? Do you care of their salvation? How many family members don't know the Lord? Well, all right, guess what happened? She started telling me about her boss. She's going to get ready to quit her job, and she's getting ready to tire, and it was going to mess up her insurance. But she's got a horrible situation with her company changing a whole bunch of things. And she had been top, and now she's not at the top anymore. And I said, you know what? And I just was so bold yesterday afternoon. I said, she was in the car, ready to leave. I said, Jerry, let me pray for you. Now, we don't talk about praying, and I, she taught, knows what I do. And I said, let me pray for that lady just to have a softened heart. Let me pray for her to zip her lips and her not pick on you and, and, and be nasty to you. Let me just pray for you. And you know what? She called me up at 6 o'clock and said, I know you're going to Bible study, but you just have to tell them, God answered my prayer, your prayer, because she didn't say a thing to me today. Are you praying? Are you, having pray, are you going to pray for God to move in everybody's life that you know? Will you stop and you don't have to say to them, you know, you got to know the Lord Jesus Christ or I'm, you know, God doesn't answer prayer. If you don't know the Lord, then he's not going to answer your prayer. And you know what? No, I just knew that I want her to know my Lord, that he answers prayer. But if we don't say it, if we don't say, let me pray for your son or your husband who is alcoholic or is fancy, have and cancer, you know what? They're never going to know the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be different. We need to say, I want you, I want to pray for others. And then they can see that we're praying for our spouses to come home. And when they come home, they're going to know what happened. Now let's go to Proverbs. You know, Philippians 1.6. We're going to do a quick Bible study. Philippians 1.6, you may know by heart but I want you to know, Philippians 1, 6. Now, I'm going to flip through the Bible. You just write down these scriptures, and we'll be all set. Philippians 1, 6 said, Be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you and your marriage will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He who be, be confident of this, that he who began a good work in your children's lives will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. We need to know that God has a plan and a purpose and that he has not given up on you. He's not given up on your children. And his, your children that do not have a mom or a dad home, he's concerned for them. He's worried about them. He sees them rebelling. And he wants you to stand in the gap for your spouse to come to their senses and come home. Psalm 20, verse 4, it says, May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. How many plans? All the plans. So are we going to believe? Are we going to believe in the word of God? Proverbs 16. Now, if any of you read Proverbs once a, a chapter every day, you will know this. But this, Proverbs 16 has got so many nuggets of gold. 
Oh, may I encourage you to read one psalm a day or maybe read one proverb a day. It is so much that you can get so encouraged. Or do it once every three months. Every, mo every three months read through the proverbs. However you want to do it. There's no legal plan. But pick up the Bible and read it and ask God, speak to me as I read it today. Speak to me. Change me. Mold me. Proverbs 16, verse 3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Dear Stander, if you don't have that up on your mirror in the bathroom, print it out on a sticky or print it out on an Avery label. Hey, how about that? Um, that's a free advertisement. <laughs> Commit to the Lord whatever you do. Will you commit your marriage to the Lord? Whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Stand on the promises of God. Are you standing and claiming the promises of God? That's the secret. Take these promises. Put your spouse's name in them and stand on the promises of God. Okay, in verse 7, this is another one. When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. Is anybody having strife or problems with their spouse? Okay, this one is for the Avery label to put in in the bathroom or in the kitchen or wherever you want to have it. Put, make three Avery labels and put one in the car also. So when you're at the red light, you can pray it and, and, and you can get a freebie in praying the word of God. I'm creative because I'm desperate for you to get your marriage restored sooner than later. Do you understand? It's a war zone and we want to fight the fight the Lord's way. That's the secret. Okay, when a man's way are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. Is, what, is your spouse silent? Then, then put his name in there. In verse 9, in his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Now, your spouse has planned a course, but it says in this one that the Lord will determine his steps. That's what happened to that man who had that wife suddenly, after many years, suddenly want to talk to him at a church. And she told somebody to tell somebody to tell him that she wanted to talk. That's God. That's God. Okay, let's go to Proverbs 19, 21. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Our God is greater. That's what we sang tonight. Our God is greater. It says here, let me read it again because I want to make sure you get this. Many are the plans in a man or a woman's heart of what they think their plan is for the future. They have their goals, they've got their plans, and it does not include you or possibly your children at home. I understand that. But I would take the scripture and I would put my spouse's name in it, and I say, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. That means God is going to win in the end. Our God is greater. What did we sing to this, the third song? 
we believe. We believe in the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all that song, if you want to put that out and, and listen to that tomorrow on YouTube, I don't even know if it's out on there yet. But we've got to believe what God says to us. When God has called us and talked to us, or, he, or you typed how to get marriage restored or how to get a divorce, you gave up. And you got us instead? Do you think that was the devil? No, that was God directing your steps. He was speaking to you. And we've got to understand that God has a plan and a purpose far greater than we can ever begin to understand. Let me take you to James chapter 4. Now, James is an excellent short book of the Bible that there's one whole chapter on the tongue. So anybody that's got trouble with their tongue or your spouse has trouble with the tongue, you can go in there and you can put you or your spouse's name in there. It is an awesome scriptures, awesome scriptures in that. So you can personalize it and make it come alive and pray God's going to move the mountains of circumstances. James chapter 4, and now you're there, verse 13. Remember I talked at the very beginning for us to have wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And this says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor, now here's the condition, but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, of the devil. Now I'm going to go on and let you read the rest of that chapter, which is very powerful, because, well, I'll go on and read it, because you might not. So I'm going to do it. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. Now that may describe your spouse or your family, or it may describe you at home. We got to, has the enemy come into your home? Are you screaming and hollering at your kids? If so, we got to say, whoa, I'm so stressed out. Now my kids are, I'm, I'm acting like my husband or wife that's screaming and hollering. So you need to say, Lord, put peace in our home. Remove the strife, remove the, the envy, the, all the competition and all the fighting that's going on, whatever reason it's for. But verse 17 says, here's the secret. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving. Are you peace-loving? Considerate. Are you considerate? Submissive. Are you submissive to your spouse even when they call and you don't, you're not, you really, you don't like them talking to you because they always are wanting something. May I ask you to just take the verse 17 through 18 and pray you and your spouse's name in it. See what God can do. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy. Do you know what mercy is? You know what? Jesus Christ paid the price for my sins. He paid the price for my spouse's sins. 
He just needs to come and know the Lord Jesus Christ. He needs to, to seek the Lord. But we have to pray for that. So what we've got to understand is that give your husband or wife or your children mercy and grace. Because we've had it. And don't let us have anger, bitterness, and hatred. And it says, and full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Verse 18, peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Wow. That's what we talked about last month. Righteousness, Christ-likeness. Let me take you to Proverbs 14. We were just there. Because your spouse is in darkness, and I know they are. In Proverbs 14, <coughs> Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. This is showing you that there are consequences to being disobedient living in sin. Verse 22 to 23. Do not those who plot evil go astray, but those who plan what is good find love and faithfulness. That's you guys. All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. And when I read that scripture, I thought, that's, the, that's our teenagers. That's our seniors all going off or maybe the ninth graders, all going off. And my granddaughter is going to be looking for a part-time job, and a lot of Lori's friends have part-time jobs at school. But all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk about getting a job leads only to poverty. So I want you to understand the darkness. Your spouse may be blinded and deceived to what is right and wrong, or you may have been the culprit. You may have been the one that was blinded and deceived and did not love your wife as Christ loved the church. Or I did not love my husband and respect my husband I needed to. I didn't, didn't keep him happy in the bedroom. And, and that we've learned so much in the last 25 years. And there's so many ministries. There's so many pastors. There's so many classes and videos that we can, and books, Five love languages, as Lori talked about it last month, that can help us to be the husband and wife we need to be. But we need to know if we're going to be a prudent person. Are we going to understand that prudent means wise, judicious, wisely cautious? Are you going to be prudent? In Proverbs 13, just go back one chapter, verse, verse 16, it says, Every prudent man acts out of knowledge, but a fool exposes his folly. And that is what we're asking. We're asking you to understand that they're blinded, they're deceived, they're living in sin. But in Psalm 18, verse 28, it says, You, O Lord, keep my light burning. My God, turn my darkness into light. That's for your spouse. Psalm 18:28. Pray that scripture. Oh Lord, keep Steve and Bob. Oh Lord, keep my light. Keep Steve and Bob's light burning. My God, turn Steve and Bob's darkness into light.
and he did. They came home. They repented, and they both went back to church, and they both have children that have seen a transformation. Will you stand in the gap? Do you want your marriage restored? How badly? Noah was willing to be obedient and hate sin and was willing to be obedient to the Lord. Said, build an ark for your family. Will you build an ark? It took a long time. But he built the ark and he saved his family. You can read that story in Genesis. Noah persevered. My burden and my prayer for every one of you is you will persevere. You'll never let time or obstacles be an excuse for you all to give up. But I pray that you will not let no communication or other things that have happened in your marriage, that you become hard-hearted, that you'll give up. I pray that you will have that 1 Corinthians 13. Father's Day is coming, and we have a lot of women in here, and we have to pray for the men, and we have to pray for all the men that are gone, for their hearts to be touched and transformed in Father's Day. We need to pray for the fathers who do not pay child support, that they will. They'll get convicted by the Holy Spirit. We need to pray for the fathers that do not see their children regularly, to see their children this, this year. We need to pray. And I pray that you will all be challenged, that we will start praying and fasting for them to have a heart transformation, that this Father's Day they will see their kids, they will spend a day with them, that they will, all the things they've said or whatever, that they will be transformed. Will you follow God's plan and purpose for your life and marriage? Will you seek the Lord as for the strategy, as Lori said about the War Zone movie? Will you seek the strategy of how you need to fight the fight for your own marriage? Because God will speak to you. Will you never give up? Will you walk in faith and trust the Lord completely, regardless of the circumstances? I believe that God can do anything. And I believe that you believe it, or you would not be here. So do not let the enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy the seeds, the hope, the faith, the trust of what you want to believe. Don't let the day-to-day -day circumstances destroy your hope and faith and what God's going to do in touching your heart and your life. God does heal hurting and dead marriages. Lord, we just praise you and thank you for tonight. We thank you for all that you're doing and all that you've done tonight. I know that I know that these men and women have been blessed and filled up with your presence. Lord, I pray that you will touch them and they will study even more words about plan and purpose in the Bible because it will bless them. It will encourage them that you're right there beside them. But Lord, may we stand on the promises of God. May we pray the promises of God with our spouses or our children's name in it. May we not give up. May we, if we become lukewarm in standing or lukewarm in reading the word or doing it habitually but it not speaking to us or the Holy Spirit's not 
you don't feel the presence of the Lord. You're just, it's just a responsibility you have to check off. Lord, a chore, may we say tonight we're going to be different. We're going to seek the Lord and just talk to him and say, Lord, change me, mold me to be what you want me to be. Let me have the perseverance and the tenacity. Let me show me the strategy of how I need to pray for my husband or wife. May I not be complacent and just stand and wait with no perseverance with the word, but may I get a strategy, a plan of a war zone of how to fight the fight. Lord, we pray that you will have our marriages get restored quicker than longer. We ask them that will be restored suddenly and that their hearts and lives will be changed and they'll be transformed and we are going to be transformed and that we won't even remember how they came home because you know what? It doesn't matter. Once they walk in the door, God is going to restore and rebuild our marriage on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. May you take this prayer time that we have coming up and may you hear these men and women crying out these short prayers and may they just have their hearts and desire answered tonight. May you touch marriages around the world and may you encourage people from around the world to that God is answering their prayers right now, just like Jerry heard and saw the power of prayer that she didn't pick on her today. God answers prayer. Let us pray. Let us not give up. And let's pray about everything worried about. Everything. God doesn't care. He wants to hear us talk to him. He wants a relationship. And Lord, we ask that you will encourage these people every day till July. And we'll give you the praise and the glory for Charlene Cares and for the standing firms. And we just praise you, Father, for how that they can get help every day. But Lord, we ask that you to bless everyone and wherever they're at, whatever their unspoken prayer request is tonight, may you bless them and answer them and show them that you are hearing their prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.